station for the makers and breakers. Hey, Jules Lund here, host of Startup Nation on Disrupt Radio. You can catch me live on air Monday to Thursday, 4 to 6pm on DAB Plus and online at disrupt.radio. Well, welcome along to our podcast, Startup Nation, Struggles and Success. This time out, Erin Deering, co-founder of Triangle Swimwear. Triangle was ahead of the game in using influencers to take a product to a global audience. So from humble beginnings to shifting upwards of 2,000 bikinis a day, Triangle grew to a business with a value of $200 million US dollars. It's an incredible story. Erin since exited Triangle in 2018, but she joined me for a chat about its origin and its mind-blowing growth. We founded the business at when I was 27, and so I wow. met Craig Ellis, my co-founder, um, and on our second date, we went to the beach, and I couldn't find a bikini. He was wearing it. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, let's make more of those. <laughs> you <Yeah>. look great. <laughs> <laughs> and I went out to find one to try and impress him, and I couldn't find one. Nothing. And so I got down to the beach. I ended up finding something, but it cost me a fortune. It was like $155, which for a 27-year-old girl on a yeah. $38,000 salary. But you married him. It worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked, it worked, it worked, it worked. I mean, we did well. And um, we, we saw a gap in the market, so we decided to make bikinis. But we, we really did not. We just wanted to sell literally one bikini a day. We just wanted to work for ourselves. You know, we wanted yeah. that, like, oh, this is going to be so fun and freedom and yeah. all this, you know, like no boss. So you ended, so you wanted to sell yeah. one a day. Yes. And at its peak, how many a day were you selling? Oh, over 2,000 a day. And because I remember reading about this story when I first founded Tribe, yes. I remembered you were getting a lot of press, right? Yep. And I was just like, holy, I think you guys were in the States at that point. Yeah. So we, we started the business in Hong Kong. We moved there and then we moved to Monaco. So like the top of top tier. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And we had a super yacht. Like, I'm talking, we went from, we like, I, we did the, the whole thing. I thought the intention was just to New cover money. your bills and now all of a sudden you're in Monaco with a super yacht. You wankers. I know. Like truly. We, we were, <laughs> Why we, not? We, we had new money tattooed on our forehead, <laughs> truly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Crazy stuff. That's cool. So Hong Kong, what yeah. the? So we, like Craig had already worked in, on. he was an entrepreneur, so he'd already had a clothing business and he worked in design. I hadn't. So I knew the whole China manufacturing thing, but he knew it really intimately. And so he said, let's move there to start the business. We'll focus a lot more. We'll, we'll get things on quicker. And I was like, yeah, I wanna. I'm 27. So yeah. I'm thinking, cool, well, this, this will be fun. I've never been to Hong Kong, let alone live there. <laughs> and so we did everything there and it accelerated the growth of the business for sure. Um, but it was a pretty crazy cultural shock yeah. for us. But it did end up working, you know. And yeah. so, okay, then, well, you went from yeah. Hong Kong. You didn't come back to Victoria. Victoria, did you? Went straight Ooh, to Monaco. Straight to Monaco. So talk to me about, I mean... it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of questions when you say you live in Monaco. People are like, eh? No, I, I just, I mean, was, was I mean, you were young. It's almost as if you didn't expect it to be so successful where you were just yeah. sort of like, let's just enjoy it. Yes, it was like that. It was the craziest, quickest growth. You know, we launched, we sold our first bikini January 2013. Mid that year, we were pretty profitable because it was just Craig and I. So there was no other overheads. We were online. Everything was, like our profit margins were insane. And then like we, we were just like reaping the rewards straight away. So two years after that, we it's thought- It's like Tribe. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to cry over here in the corner <laughs> 10 years Look, on. It's funny because people are like, oh, your story's so inspiring. And yeah. it is, but it's also, I'm the exception to the rule yeah. when it comes to startups. I like, know. this is a story that. <laughs> I host a show interviewing miserable, <laughs> sad people sitting in that seat and they're not giggling talking about super yachts in Monaco. No, they're not. And that's that's the norm. That's that's what yeah. happens, you know? Good on you. So, yeah. here's a. I, I can't get beyond, like, you didn't invent something new. No. You just made bikinis. So mm-hmm. what do you mean there was a gap in the market? Yeah, look, there actually was. There How? was well, in Australia, but we ended up our biggest market ended up being the States, which is crazy because they definitely were not. There's a saturated market. So what's happening here? What yeah. what did you guys do? Because yeah. Because there's got to be some wisdom in here. Yeah. I mean, not just, you, you, you know, yeah. it, it can't have all just been that easy. You've, no. you've hit a vein. Yes. And, but you've got to hold on for dear life, mm-hmm. right? And also the branding and protecting that because there's plenty of ones that come and go and oh, you guys were so sustainable. Much. So yeah, yeah. what was the secret sauce to yes. Triangle Swimwear? So there are a lot of factors that worked in our favour. So the gap that we saw was under $100 that wasn't a surf brand. And in Australia, there wasn't much. Oh. Everything was over 100 So, so we wanted to enter that market that was sort of between 60 and 100. So we were $79 a bikini. Then we launched with nylon spandex, which is the normal bikini fabric. We kind of were like, oh, this is okay, but it's not that great. And Craig found neoprene, which is wetsuit material. So we were like, that looks cool. I tried it on. It looked amazing. It was like smooth. Yeah. It sat really nicely on your body. It looked the same on a model or on a, you know, on the on a kind of like on the ground than it did on your body, which I think yeah. people really liked. And we combine that with the fact that Instagram yeah. were really driving their bi- – they were starting to launch as a, as a platform yeah. for businesses. Bikini a day. Yeah. So we, we were just – we were just – all these things worked in our favour. And then we did this black – so with the neighbor we did this black – oh, my God, I hate Sexy. even saying it. Ugh, this black outline that people just – because it was so – different to what people saw online. A black outline of like a pop neo. Yeah. So it was like a neoprene colour, like yeah. pink or blue or black yeah. or white. Well, not black because that was the same, same. But like white and then we did a black outline and that was it. It was so simple Jeez. and people just went nuts over it. So you created your own style, like yeah. visual style as yeah. well. Yeah. So when you're scrolling through Instagram yeah. and you see that bikini, it just stopped Holy everyone moly. in their tracks. Yeah. Simple. But no. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt simple. It felt really no, simple. But... We're like, oh, all right, we'll do more of these. Oh man, I've yeah, got yeah. I've got so many I, I've got so many questions here. What was the <laughs> biggest pinch yourself moment of it all? Ah, uh, there's so there's so many. I know. Well give me the top five quick ones. Because the celebrities okay, doing the, no, it. the number one was the Kendall Jenner one. So we we were getting really good traction. We were kind of five months into the business and we were gifting. So we had this strategy of just gifting yeah. and it wasn't, there was no expectation. Yeah, these were the days there. when influencers were happy just to get free shit. Oh my gosh, they loved it. Yeah. It was like it was like the glory days, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so we were like, who's the biggest person in the world that we want to wear triangle on Instagram? And we're like, well, it's Kendall Jenner. But how old was she at the time? She was only about 17. I didn't even think, yeah, okay. She was young. She was like a, yeah. there was, you know, Kim, Chloe and Courtney Kardashian. That was, that was pretty, that was pretty innovative to skip past the obvious, I would yes. have thought. Yes. Well, we just knew that they were, they were just not, they'd be more savvy. We just, we just, because oh, yeah. we were going, we were going Popping after, off the lame ones. Yeah. We were like, we were gifting <laughs> yeah, groups yeah. of girls. Yeah. And so she was a group of a girl. Like she was like part of these like yeah, groups yeah. of girls, you know, she was young. Yeah, so yeah. we gifted all of her friends and we didn't gift her. 
And intentionally, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a strategy. Yeah, and so we were like, let's just try. You knew what girls were like. (laughs) You you tapped into girl being bitchy. We did, we did. So we gifted all of her friends, like five of them. That's what I used to do when I was trying to pick up the good looking one. I'd give the attention to them. It's like it's that works, you know. It's an established strategy. You negged her. Yeah, we did. We totally negged her. And she really fell for it. She she got my email address off one of her friends and emailed me one morning. And I woke up to the email saying, hey, guys, all my friends have triangle and I love it. It's so cool. Can I get some too? So, of course, we gave her the whole collection and the rest is history. She posted it, shared it, and that was it. That really launched us into the States. You know what? People went nuts. I don't know if... I. Whatever your version, if you're listening, whatever your version of that is, like figure it out because <laughs> what Erin ignited was pull marketing, not push marketing. Yeah. She literally was asking you. Mm. And so then the value to her, like if you just send it to her for free, but now she's asking for it and you've yeah. done her a favour. Yeah. It's that like reverse psychology. Okay. Oh you know, you got to get into people's All right. little thing. So the growth was out of control. Mm-hmm. So from Australia to Hong Kong, producing it there, uh, swept up in the Instagram uh, boom. Yep. Then in the States, you were living in Monaco on a super yacht, living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then, And then... Tell us sort of, yeah. you, you're no longer in the business, so what yep. was that transition like and how did you sort of arrive at it? Yeah, so Craig and I separated uh, romantically end of 2017, like a month before we had our second baby, so that was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, great, cool. Okay. And then I exited from Triangle about five months after that. Wow. So that was crazy because... Did you want to uh, or just had to? I think I just had to. I actually want... Well, after we separated, you know, romantically, I took the business on. I wanted to take it on solo. Oh. And I did. Weren't you just having a baby? Oh, I know. It was really silly, naive. I can do it. I can do everything. Baby brain. Yeah, it was. It was truly insane. It was insane. It was crazy. We moved to New York and, like, it was just madness. So why did you... So... Let's just unpack that for a second. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to take it on? Because at, at that stage, did it feel like it was another baby? Like you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Craig and I had very, you know, we worked very differently. And whilst that completely different approach to business caused an amazing, you know, firework experience, it was getting really hard by that point because everything we disagreed on. Yeah. And it was just, I just wanted to go and run <laughs> yeah. it the way I wanted to run it. And you were bringing, you were bringing all the other arguments in. The, oh, know. everything. It was never just about business. It was about every single thing, always. It was too much. It was too much. And um, yeah, and so I took it on. And then after a couple of months of doing it and I was in New York and I was trying to set up in a US office and blah, 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 and then Craig got back involved a little bit, uh, which I just couldn't handle. My just, I just did not want to go back into any collaborative thing yeah. with him. So I just said, I'm out. I want out. I want out now. I just want cash. Get me out. And so we did a deal. <sighs> Were you a bit emotional at the time with the deal? Oh, it was, that whole time was <laughs> insane. Because with you just wanting to get out. Yeah. I Put mean, you in a vulnerable position. I mean, I mean, <laughs> negotiating a really strong deal takes so much time and patience, and if you don't have that, you yeah, 
and I didn't. I was like, whatever. You just is whatever. You, you don't know? have to go on a detail. No, I took some crazy deal that was – we renegotiated, thank God, and we only settled last year. So we had a four-year-long mediation after I exited. So it's oh. never – it was a successful exit, exit, but a long one. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean, an exit's an exit. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd kill for one. It's still <laughs> it's still amazing. It's nice. And now nice tell us do. what – Yeah. Tell us, you know, what's that sort of burning fire yeah. uh, that you uh, remained with and how yes. have you brought that to life? Yeah, so I, you know, was so ambitious and Triangle was business, business, business and I really neglected my self-development, just sense of self through that. I gave everything to that business, which you have to do for a season when you have a business for sure, but I did that 24-7. My identity became Triangle. So when I got spat out the other side, I was completely broken. No identity, who, who am I? I also had two kids, so there was that on top of it. Yeah. And I just got this real, over over a few years of having to really work to love myself again and even just know who I was and just foundationally start again, I realised that I had this real desire and real passion to teach people that are entrepreneurial, that are ambitious, to not ever neglect that personal side, to, to not just go so hard at ambition 24-7 and lose yourself in it and know that. You know, because I love teaching the business side, don't get me wrong, but the personal, the real like core personal development stuff is it, they have to work hand in hand. You don't have to choose. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. Mark Cavendish is a um, cyclist. Yeah. On Netflix at the moment is yeah. a documentary. Now, I'm not really a cyclist, yeah. but I, I've been watching a lot of these, you know, these powerful yeah. sports um, elite athletes that are yeah. going through these challenges. And, you know, great examples are like The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. And, yeah. and you know, uh, a lot of people watching um, Drive to Survive F1 because yeah, yeah, of yeah. the psychology of these mm-hmm. individuals when they're mm-hmm. under pressure. But it was really that as well. So he was the best in the world and then uh, he, he got injured. He just had a stack and then it just triggered and he had no idea, he had no idea yeah. who he was. Yeah. In that moment where you completely lose yourself mm-hmm. because you're losing, I suppose, what you thought was the thing that defined you. Yeah. How critical are your friends? Yeah, so the thing, <laughs> I didn't have any. Because we had isolated ourselves. Oh, good. That was a good plan. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> uh, we exited Triangle and I'm living in Monaco with family and friends and everyone I knew back on the other side of the world. Yeah, in and a I, different reality. They're having babies too, but they're not on a yacht. Yeah. And I I had so much shame about the fact that I was miserable oh, too because I'm the girl living the dream life, right? I'm oh, the multimillionaire on a yeah. yacht in Monaco. And so I couldn't tell anyone that I was really struggling. So I sat in Monaco for, for, for another six months after after exiting, just hating every single day. Not even hating it. I was numb. I just didn't even know. I was floating and then decided to pack up and move back to Australia and go and do some real deep work on myself because I needed to find out who I was again and just, you know, recalibrate, like rebirth. Oh, I've got 10 minutes of questions down that path <laughs> and I can't go down there because we don't have time. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I, what yeah, I'm more fascinated yeah, about yeah. is there's a lot of people here that would love to have you as a mentor, right? Yes. So tell us a yeah. little bit about yes. um, how you service your clients mm-hmm. and how they interact with you and yep. w- what are you hoping to sort of um, help them achieve? Yeah, yeah. So it's really anyone and it's not it's not just for the entrepreneur. It's for anyone that has ambition and for, you know, women that have had babies and lost their identity, anyone that feels yeah. like they're just lost and they, they have that hopeless feeling because I had that at the absolute peak 
And then you think that these things will fix you, right? Like some people think, oh, I'm so miserable. If only I had yeah. a successful career, yeah. a successful business, lots of money. Or a bikini with black outline. Exa- yeah, I know. It's like, well, that'll make you happy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that'll fix your problems. Um, and it's just it's just helping these women and these men. So mainly women, though. It's mainly women. Yeah, it's mainly yeah. women because it's the motherhood piece. And that Mate, is I tell you what, big... my, my, my wife, uh, so our kids are 13 and 10. Yeah. And, you know, even when they went to school, even that process since about finding purpose mm. and, and really understanding what your value is in life and yeah. and sort of when, I mean, Anna's been playing with, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but she's too slack to listen, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> um, that whole idea is like, oh, what do you do? Like that for her is the most terrifying question oh and she's been gosh. playing yep. with, she's been playing with it because people don't intentionally... They're not intentionally trying to expose her. Oh, you're a mum and you, she was, she, she was playing with that the other day. Like, what's my response so I can protect myself from having that fight or flight or feeling threatened or feeling empty or vulnerable? Yes. And that's really what I love teaching is building, building up this sort of internally referenced way of being, right? Because I used to get that when I exited triangle and people would say, what do you do? Or even when I had it. And I would say, I'm triangle. I said, I am. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, or I'd say I had. And it was like, that's not me. But even I did that because I didn't, yeah. I didn't have this self-worth or self-belief. And when you lose that, it feels really hard to get it back. Yeah. You know, and you just got to step through it. Recently, Erin just launched her autobiography, Hanging by a Thread, mm-hmm. where she takes a very vulnerable deep dive into the success and the challenge of caring for your mental health while in pursuit of your dream. At 28 years of age, if you hadn't done a lot of self-development work, yeah. which a lot haven't done, yeah. what do you think these days that looks like? What do you mean by self-development? Yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the sad thing is that this wellness world is very elite now because it costs a lot of money, you know, and I've been trying to understand this over the last few years because... If, I, if, I, if that was me and I was back at that age and I was, you know, 28, 27, starting Triangle, living paycheck to paycheck, not having much money, how would I show up for myself? Like, how would I? And it's almost like you've got to even work back further than that. Because for me, I was drinking too much. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I'd had no education, you know, or yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd had, but I'd done nothing since I left school. I didn't go to uni. And plus that wouldn't have been the education I mean. It's the resources of, of you know, and we're fortunate now. Now, fortunate and unfortunate to have so much around us, you know, great podcasts, great books, great everything. Still doesn't help you get past your own thoughts no. or challenge them. You said you're pretty much stuck with one narrative and you just get stuck there because it doesn't progress. You haven't said it and yep. then you go on to the next. Yes. And I sort of think that whilst we've got podcasts and it's like, it's not two way. Yeah. And so therapy's really expensive. Like I go and see yeah. a therapist, you know, Anna sees a therapist, we go to a therapist together. But I do a lot of peer-to-peer group stuff. So I, with my friends, we have real conversations yeah. because of that training. Yeah. And we sit down and it can be bloody weird. We can just like, all right, we're just checking in. We're just clearly, mm. this is not a social chat. How the, how's your head? This is a, yeah, yes. Let's cut Where is the, that space? There now. isn't. This is the thing. So when people ask me and I, and I talk about, you know, what I would have done at that age, I, I don't have an answer because I don't know what I would have done. Because, so can we create something? Oh uh, yeah. I, like, what does it there look has like? to be something because it's, I always say what would have helped me is if I just had a place to, because letting it out yeah. is half the solution. Mother's groups. Think yeah. about that. You're yes. a young mum. You're shit yep. scared. You weren't it because no one could get onto your mega yacht. Um, but um, uh, 
young mums. Like yeah. they're struggling. They just need yep. a peer group, peer yep. to peer, and they make yep. they connect the connections for life. For life. What's that for the dad? They the, don't have yeah, a dad's group. There's nothing. What's that for the dad going to a new job group? Like yep. everyone's got a something they need to yeah. sort of get off their chest. Yep. Yeah, and, and you're right. Therapy costs too much. All yeah. the other spiritual like modalities are just they're, they're so yeah. far in that space anyway. So like, they're luxurious, you know. Yeah, it's 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 challenging, and there isn't anything. I, I've been I've been. This is what I've been trying to do since Triangle. Essentially, is find a way to support people without me just going blah, 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 blah at them because that's just like, yeah. it's like everyone else is doing that. But you create a community, so you want them to heed your advice yeah. because very few of them are going to experience themselves and shit, if you can, like, cut them off at the, at the pass so yeah. they don't have to experience yeah. it. You know, don't learn from your own mistakes. Learn from mine and yeah, save yeah, the time yeah, yeah. and money and all of that. <laughs> Give me a lot easier. Yeah. So that's part of the book. Yes. That's part of the podcast. It's yes. part of those things. Yeah. If someone's listening right now, just summing it up, yeah. and they're completely sort of lost, where yeah. do they go? I know they can read and consume all your stuff, but yeah. what, can they, what can they do to try to get back to a position of peaceful power like you now? Yeah. I mean, the very first step, you know, is is bringing up, even within yourself, bringing up those those feelings that you've been suppressing, right? Because we all suppress our deepest, darkest thoughts because we think we're more screwed up than everyone else. And we think if we say it, we're going to be like run, you know, chase down the street. Uh, that everyone, that I, this is why I'm so honest in this book because I want people to read it, my most awful, horrific stories, because there's some pretty bad ones in there and think, oh my God, I kind of felt that insane as well at some point i i don't need to have this shame around how i feel you know mm. i don't need to because all these labels like toxic this and self-harm and shame and yeah. it's like it, the first step is to get it out some people can just like i talk to myself you can write things down yeah. you can seek therapy as as a, as a as an initial step you know and you can have sub there's subsidized psychologists subsidized therapy the yeah. government i remember when i spoke about this a few months ago and a few girls gave me some amazing options that that, you know, you can get, like, I think it's 10 sessions yeah, for free. 10 sessions. Oh, I've got through those. I went yeah. through those in the first week. <laughs> You're like, wait, <laughs> is this is this forever? I thought it was a month. Do I get <laughs> 10 a month? You're like, oh, God. My thanks to Erin Deering there, co-founder of Triangle Swimwear. Always a candid interview with heaps of entrepreneurial insight. Erin is now a mentor and speaker, and you can get more info over at erindeering.com. Plus, pick up her book, Hanging by a Thread Now. Remember, you can catch me, Jules Lund, live on Disrupt Radio with Startup Nation, Monday to Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on DAB Plus and on Disrupt.radio. And you can catch these highlights on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Disrupt Radio. Tune in to opportunity.